How's it going, everyone? Mike Sleer with My Two Will Like Podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 18th on the Gold Coast of Australia. Once again, I'm here at the MX Store Studio, a.k.a. the Media Room. Um, yeah, just doing my thing, wrapping up our day here uh, at MX Store. MX Store is also one of the major sponsors of this par- podcast, the home of the largest range of motorcycle parts and accessories here on Burley Heads Gold Coast. Man, what amazing culture we have here. Like I said, largest range, great people, great product, same-day delivery. It, it, we just do it all, right? It's a, it's a great place, really supporting the, the country, um, a lot of clubs, tracks, giving back to the community. So hats off to MX World for being behind this podcast and what I do. It's who I am. This company is really stands for who I am. So thanks, MX Store, again, for being a part of this podcast. Maxis Tires. I use Max's tires both on my motorcycle and my bicycle. I just uh, hit up Lusty today here in Oz to get some new uh, 2.35 icons for my Intense Cycle Sniper. Um, yeah, Max's tires, man. They were known for being the best in mountain biking for years and have really made a big impact on Moda with uh, Todd Waters, Factory Husqvarna here in Oz, taking home titles. Um, Alex Ray, Keg Clayson, that whole team over there racing Supercross, doing a great job. And of course, the King McGrath using them. So, yeah, Max's Tires, big part of this podcast. Can't thank them enough as well. Um, also, hats off to Maxima, Maxima Racing Oils. Big fan of them, been a part of them for years, as I've said before. Um, if you haven't used it, you better use it. The Dogger, one of the founders, uh, Danny Massey, Trevor Reese over there. Great product from your mountain bike to your moto. Um, like I said before, my, one of my favorite is suspension clean. I don't do suspension, but the product is so great to clean product, to clean pro, uh, your parts, accessories, mountain bike, whatever. So check them out, MaximumRacingWheels.com. Um, yeah, we have it here at MX Store. Get some. Um, also, Rhino Power, been training really hard the last, uh, shoot, seven weeks. Lost about, uh, oh, shoot, Close to 10 pounds. I'm getting fixed. Mountain bike racing coming up. Just getting more comfortable, you know, with the big move, big life changes. So, been using Rhino Power a lot lately from the Gladiator to the recovery and everything in between. Hydration fuel, logged lots of miles, lots of runs. Um, and I'm feeling better than ever from my performance and recovery. So, use Sleater 15 to get 15% off at rhinopower.com or rhinopower.com.au. They are here in Oz, so hats off to Ryan Hughes, Ryan McCarthy for getting it over here. Um, lots of riders using that as well. Christian Craig, points leader, just absolutely destroying the competition the last two weeks. Uh, Hunter Lawrence right behind him, and you have your guys here, Matt Moss, um, Aaron Tanty, and all sorts of legends in Oz, uh, Jared Graves. The list goes on and on and on. Aaron Gwynn, he's in Rhino Power, so Sleater, 15 for Rhino Power product, and how am I doing all that training? I'm doing it on my Intense Cycles mountain bike, whether the Primer or the Sniper T and my kid riding the all-new 951 series. Um, I've been part of the Intense family for over a decade. Um, just a big fan of the brand, Jen, Jeff, now the whole new team with Ryan Dungey, Intense Factory Racing, Aaron Gwynn. I feel part of like a very elite crew there. Um, we are dealer direct here in Australia. I'm sorry, consumer direct here in Australia. Um, you can use Sleater underscore 10 for 10% off your Intense Cycles. That's a pretty big saving when you're talking a premium bike like an Intense. So, you know, we have some stock. They've done a great job of navigating that. Um, there's some Taser stock. There's some Primer, Sniper T, and, of course, nine five uh, the 951 Series. Check them out. 
great people, great family, intense cycles, big part of this podcast. So, um, before I get into all things two wheels, I just want to dive in a little bit. Um, last week we've lost a good friend of mine, a good person and an all bound badass on two wheels. So I want to dedicate this podcast and so many other things that I do when I'm thinking of you, Ryan Fedoro. Rest in peace, my man. Um, Ryan was an absolute legend. He, you, uh, USA Cycling Cat One Cross Country Champion, USA Cycling Cat One National Enduro Champion, um, team captain for the strongest cycle, mountain bike team in the country, pretty much for the working class, which would be Baghouse out of Corona, California. Um, worked for Oakley, um, trainer for. Will Hahn and Justin Bogle to titles. He he really touched so many different groups of people. Um, I pray for his family. Um, his dad still does some coaching for Moto in Southern California. But Ryan and I had a lot of good times together from mountain bike to road to Moto. Um, he just did it all. He, you know, unfortunately had a crash on his Harley. His, his girlfriend's making a recovery. She's going through some tough times right now in a recovery, but it looks like it's going the right direction as far as making a full recovery. Um, Ryan, I will miss you forever. Your transparency, your honesty, and um, the way you treated people. Your friends group was vast and wide, just like your skill with anything you do. So, Ryan Fedora, we'll miss you forever. Um, thank you for what you've shown me, how you challenged me, your full-blown transparency always i'll remember to live life a little more like you my man and uh, rest in peace brother so lots going on here man supercross we're two rounds deep and um let's start with the 250s i'm not surprised that christian craig has absolutely obliterated the competition um you know we've had colt nichols should have been his biggest rival he went down in heat one of uh, round one of Anaheim, and that opened that door. Um, he, you know, he he got the best of Christian last year. That opens the door. This this sport's based off confidence, and Christian's running with it. Um, he's got relatively young comers. I mean, Hunter Lawrence is not young, but he's only his second season of Supercross, and I see them him the only one taking it is to the finish and making it deep. Can Christian finish out the series? strong can he not have that christian craig moment that he has i sure hope so great man great family man amazing on the bike he's just doing everything right so so far so if he can do what he's doing now i don't see him being beat but if history does repeat itself hunter lawrence is the next in line and he's rising to the occasion each week he's not happy with his starts and his his stuff that he's putting down but he's He's doing well. I think he's, you know, he's putting a lot of pressure on himself, and that's great. But I think he needs to continue to just be there. He needs to, someone needs to pressure Christian earlier. Um, uh, uh, Joe Shimoda was there. He made a big mistake, had some big moments. And I think this young man is now finding that pressure that Mitch Payton and, and that healthy pressure of wanting to win a title. And it's not just like, do what you can do. You're not supposed to have this ride. No, he's got a contract. He's not a failing guy or a last-minute decision. He's he's paid to win, and um, he's young. And I think there's some some learning that he's going to have this year. Of you know, he had a scary moment last weekend going flying over the bars, um, but he got away with it. Thank goodness. So after two rounds, Joe Shimoda, I think 
you know, he's got the speed, he has the technique, he's he's just lacking consistency. Um like I said, Hunter Lawrence there. Christian Craig's running away. Uh, Vince Freeze is upsetting the Apple Cart, getting ripping starts on the uh, Moto Concepts, Bullfrog Spas, Honda. Props to him. He is just really, you know, um, he, he upsets the Apple Cart. He's he's not the traditional type of racer. He's older. I heard on the broadcast he lost 25 pounds to get down to the fighting weight. I don't know what he was training for or wasn't training for, but that's a lot of weight to cut, which is cool that he was able to do it. Um, but he needs to, I think, continue to race forward. Um, he is lacking some technique, not doing some of those triples on, triples off that those other guys are doing. So, um, you know, he's he's uh, can he race forward and not behind him because he definitely has the skills. Uh, Michael Moseman, I'll touch on him real quick. Man, speed. He was in the hometown. He just does the Moseman things that he does. Uh, he is fit. He is fast. But he has the, you know, hashtag TTF, tuck the front, throwing it away, play, things that are happening continuously. I, they were Him and Will Hahn and the team were supposed to work on this all offseason. I don't see it yet. He has more speed than he did. His technique is better than it was, which was already good. If he can clean up those mistakes like Shimoda, I think he's the best person to straight up beat Christian heads up and rattle his cage. We know he's not afraid to get rough and rowdy on the track, which I appreciate. That nice, calm demeanor doesn't reflect on the track. He's aggressive, he's vicious, he's fast. So look for him if he can clean things up to win. Seth Hammaker, bam. Dude, he has some incredible stats, like five out of seven podiums or, or something absurd. Two, he's got a race win. He's only his second season. Props to Ryan Holiday for finding him years ago, giving them time to mature. To they saw something in him that many people didn't see, obviously, to execute what he's doing. He's 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 in there. He's got good technique. He's not making big moments. So Seth Hammaker, you know, he's twenty one points, five points out of the lead. He, you know, I saw on Swap Moto Live in in the race recap. He's he's in this for the championship. He he really believes from from his comments that he can win races. That's really cool. Um, you know, guys like Nate Thrasher and March Banks were a bit off. I th- March Banks was, I thought he'd be in a little, you know, a little more pace. Um, I think he needs to improve his technique. He's really far off the back of the bike. He needs to get lighter on the bike and, and move forward there. Um, but yeah, that that's these guys um, that need to, kind of improve on, you know, um, uh, Nate Thrasher, two wins last year, and then way off the pace of other races, he's continued to kind of be off the pace again, you know, he's now, he's on factory Yamaha star, and he needs to step it up, you know, I think those two race wins aren't, aren't a real true, um, as Atlanta Motor Speedway, the bigger racetrack, I don't think it's a dictation of what he's really capable of. Um, and I don't mean in a good way. I think he's not the pace that those races showed. There was very straight, not a lot of turns. So he has the right people around him. Can Nate Thrasher turn it around? We shall see. Chris Blows, Steady Yeti. But I, I want to do a couple call-outs um, to, uh, to some guys. Um, Robbie Wageman, he on the nuclear blast, Yamaha from Ryan Clark. Really impressed with how he's riding. Really riding good. Carson Brown, really riding good. And... I'm a big fan, people know, of Carson Mumford. 
and his family and Carson Mumford, Barax, Dylan Schwartz. Damn, dude, they've done a great job with that Barax Suzuki team doing such a <laughs> it looks like a new bike. It looks fast. Jamie Ellis at Twisted Development builds weapon motors. Larry Brooks at the helm. That's a big reason why that guy's an absolute legend. The guy behind McGrath for those years. He knows how to build a team. He knows how to build a bike. He knows how to ride himself. So look for those the Carson Mumford and the um Dylan Schwartz on that Barak Suzuki to improve through the season as they get more confident. Dylan Schwartz's first year in Supercross. Um, and I, I think this team's got legs. Uh, uh, Chris Wheeler, congrats on putting together a strong 250 effort. And their bikes look dope. I'm pretty, imp- I'm very impressed with the way their bikes look. So, um, on another topic to kind of close out the lights, um, uh, Stink Dog, man, congrats on making the main. Big topic on if he should have blown out Pulp or blown out Kiefer and Jason. You know, if you're talking corporate world, what a bad decision for him to blow out those guys, the media. But the media doesn't pay him. The He gets paid by a weed company and State of Ethos and other companies He's not, and, and race entries. He, he doesn't need that corporate identity. He doesn't want it. So let him be him and take it on the chin, whatever. Chris Kiefer is by no means one of the best test riders in the world. He puts in the work. He puts in the time. But when we make our opinions public like I do on this show, you can be called out. And Chris took it to the chin. I tweeted him. And, you know, I, I kind of regret giving my opinions, but I get in the moment. And I think it's funny personally. But I agree with the one side of that he shouldn't have done it, but I agree with the other side that will speak your mind. But you can't have your cake and eat it too. So I, I think Stank Dog um, – Continue to rip that 125. You're making it look good. You're doing a great job on it. Um, I think it's it's we're talking about it. Um, just be you and continue to be you. And you know the whole pulp MX crew, Thomas Kiefer. Your insights relative. You guys are in the mix. You guys are you're doing it. So that's just my take on that whole circumstance. I'm I'm kind of talk putting kind of in the middle of it, right? Like as far as like how I feel. I can see the corporate side of things and, and what Pulp does do and Kiefer and Thomas and that whole crew that's behind Pulp MX um, from fantasy to the show. They do a great job of what they do. Um, but when we have our opinions, that gives people ammo to have a, a repercussion, like I said, just on this Pulp, pulp M- on this <laughs> podcast here. So I'm right on both sides. I don't think Stanky should have done it, but I also appreciate what he did. Pulp MX had an opinion on their show with Kiefer and Thomas, but you don't need to bring any family members into it and whatnot. So stink dog, keep putting it down on the track. Keep ripping that 125. Keep being you good, bad or otherwise, and stay consistent to your, to your role. Pulp keep to the pulp crew. Keep guys doing you. I tune in and listen as much as I can. But, um, on that note, yeah, just Christian Craig's in control. Hunter Lawrence, Seth Handmaker, Michael Moseman. Those are the players. You have four, in the lights class going into round three at San Diego. And it, we'll see what goes down, but I look for Christian Craig to come out firing at San Diego. He's his home to, is where he was born and raised, uh, is where his dad's from, his mom's from. So I look for that to be a big race for Christian. It's a pivotal race. So good luck to the Craigs and everyone else at San Diego. 450 class, bam, it's been, it's been amazing. It's been an absolute amazing two rounds ken roxon coming out round one just pretty much wire to wire right sexton had more pace pressed him 
but to no avail had some big moments. Um, you know, Barsha P2, um, it, it's just, it's a great year to be a fan. You know, Kenny talked about his sickness, his transparency. Um, I don't, I don't know what to take from it. Um, there seems a lot of just like, you know, very blasé in that talk of like, oh, I really don't care. Well, I hope you care, you know. I hope you you care about what you're doing and what you're not doing. Um, but that's – I'm not his team manager, you know. Um, so, I, I do. does Kenny – he had a bad weekend last weekend, but – Kenny is one of the most amazing riders I've ever seen. So, you know, round one, I'm sorry, you had Kenny, Cooper, Barsha, Marvin, Sexton, Tomac, Malcolm, Savachi, Plessinger, Anderson, top 10. So much action round one. It was like death cross, you know, as uh, what's his name? Um, Phil Nicoletti would say. There was so much action. It was like these guys are racing for a title in round one because they are, right? They're racing for a title because they are. And it was, you know, you had Marvin being aggressive on Malcolm. You had Barsha being aggressive on Anderson. But the, the transparency and the want and the will, you have, you know, let's call it 12 guys that are riding and racing for their life that can actually feel like they went. I've never seen anything like it, right? Never seen anything like it in the 450 class. Malcolm Stewart fastest in practice round one. Then he gets cleaned out by Marvin, and Marvin gets P4 after the crash, so it's like, I understand the, um, the, 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 how upset Malcolm was, and I understand how upset Anderson was, but then you have Anderson who takes it one way, and he starts promoting Team Friday merch, and then it, it just, the, I love the, where the sport's at with the want, and it's not blasé, and the training, and the, the bike switches from, you know, um, Malcolm to Yamaha to Husky, and, you know, Tomac Kawasaki to Yamaha and Anderson from Husky to Cowie and all this change, but yet Kenny comes out smooth as ever, doesn't let Chase's speed rattle him, and um, Cooper does Cooper and comes through the pack and, and takes the win. Um, you know, that that's impressive. Barsha does Barsha and just gets through the mess and causes some mess and, and you know, gets the win. So a lot of transparency, a lot of stuff going on. Going into round two, you know, you have – uh, Anderson getting the win pretty much, you know, gets by Adam, who's hurt his teammate. And I'll touch on Adam before we close this out because there's some stuff I want to talk about, Adam. And you have AP, who just gets a solid start, just stays on Anderson's wheel. He needed that bad, man. He needed that right on the new team, that new confidence, you know, just being him, cowboy hat, and Barsha again on the box. Now Barsha having red plate. Eli was coming through, P4, but you're not going to be able to start. Eli, Cooper... There was so much carnage around one. Moving it around two, there wasn't the carnage with takeouts. I think guys just chilled out a little bit as far as takeouts and whatnot. So you didn't have the the carnage and the issues that you would have had in round one for these Coopers to make these big jumps in position. So round two, the only person really fading was was Cincerello from his, his um, injury and Kenny from crashing. But, you know, you're seeing, you know, they got likes of Sexton having an off weekend. Um, Marvin, Cooper, Ferrandis, these guys are not moving through the pack like they normally would. It's it's a very, very dynamic series with, um, 
you know, with, with, uh, when I look at lap times, right, it's just, shoot, it's, it's heavy, right? It's a heavy, heavy, uh, the way, the way it's, um, we look at it after, uh, at the race, let me pull up some lap times here. Um, you know, you have, let me see, sorry about that. Shoot. I am, there you go. Um, it's just so close. There's just, the parody is, is unreal, right? You know, you have, um, Anderson, 59, Sexton, 59.7, fastest, Sexton a minute, Marvin a minute, you know, um, you get, start getting to these guys, Sex, uh, Anderson, the 59.7, um, Tomac, P4, 59.3, Plus Ninja 59.798. You know, at the end of the day, my dad always told me, and if you go through the lap times, um, Cincerello, lap one, one minute, right? You, lap times don't lie. Where you qualify, and then when you get in the race, you're going to be where you are. So if you're running 57 seconds, or 59 sevens, and that's the fact, you're going to run where you're going to finish where you belong. You know, you have... Like I said, Tomac 59.5. I believe he ran the fastest lap of the of the crew of the group. But if you're a fit, if you're if you qualify tenth, you're kind of gonna finish around eighth to eleventh. You just it's just you're not gonna find two seconds. You know Anderson's been fast in practice. He's been fast in heats. Um, Cincerello's the only one. You see, lap eight he goes from a minute to a minute or two, and he just his shoulder can't handle it. So. Lap time, lap times don't lie. One guy that I am very interested in seeing is doing better. He's fast in the heat races. Shane McElrath, um, and and Savachi, that Rocky Mountain team. Savachi's not fading too much. It just says, it seems like he's off about a one point five of where I think he could be. The guy's unreal speed. Very quiet on socials and and PR. So I don't know what the deal is. But Shane, I don't know if he's not fit or what. But the guy usually is very fit. So he looks clean. Looks clean, <laughs> but he's going 101s and all the way down lap 21, lap 21, 105. So he's got to clean up four seconds a lap where Anderson starts with a, um, you know, Anderson starts with a 59 on lap and pretty much runs a 10, 103 to the last lap. So his variance is is the track deteriorate a bunch, but he's not, you know, he, he was at one on ones up until he had a, a break in the lap. So four fifty is interesting, man. I think this, you know, we got a whole new a whole new dynamic with with the um point standings. We have Barsha in the lead with forty two, Anderson in second, Cooper Webb in third, um tied with Anderson at thirty nine points, Plessinger in fourth. Kinney, not far back in fifth. Tomac, Marvin, Malcolm. So Malcolm Stewart, eight points out of the lead in eighth. So Sexton, 32. Then you have a pretty big drop for Savachi in tenth. That's not bad. Um, Alex Martin made the main last week. Shout out to him. Chisholm's doing Chiz things. Um, uh, you know, Ryan Brees, that kid was fast, made some action. There's just The series is good. Um, unfortunate, Oldenburg and Brayton sat out last weekend. That allowed those breezes and the uh, Chisholms to get in, I think. It just makes it a little easier. Um, we'll see if Seven Deuce Deuce and Brees get into it next week, and that was a big takeout by Brees. But um, all in all, 
Long series, I think I'd like to see Kenny rebound, Chase rebound, but the the depth of the class is going to come down to the start. We talk about the start being important. Um, after two rounds, it's more important than ever. You saw those guys didn't shuffle back too far. And I look for Kenny to really hopefully rebound um, and, and get his head clear and be in that zen state. Cooper was um, sick, I guess, and, and we'll see. So after two rounds, a lot of stuff. Um, really, really fun series that we're we're getting to be a part of. Um, probably the funnest yet. Um, so let's talk about a little what I got going on, man. I'm um, in here in Oz. So uh, Coffs Harbor Stadium cross went off this weekend, New South Wales. I was supposed to race 125 Cup there, presented by MX Store, but unfortunately. Here, the border closures and openings, and you just got too hard basket because of COVID, um, and then it reopened. So I instead didn't go to Coffs, which was a great event. I've heard nothing but good things. I was bummed I didn't get to go. It's uh, about three and a half hours south of the Queensland border and um, in New South Wales. But um, it was a good event. Uh, Matt Moss ended up taking the win with Aaron Tanty on his new CDR Yamaha and uh, Luke Clout, uh, current super uh, motocross champion, getting third. Main, the final main event moto, it did have a pouring down rain. So um, it's cool to see Matt Racing getting back. Uh, getting He had a tough 2021, 20, so he's cleaned up his crashing for 22, and you give an old boy confidence, and look what happens. Um, Tandy looks fast on CDR. He needs to clean up mistakes. Clout, I think, um, is getting back going. He's had some lockdowns and whatnot to deal with in Melbourne. Um, but I wanted to say a get well to uh, Dean Ferris. Dean Ferris had a crash, making his comeback on that factory Honda uh, that Yuri put together for him. And it's hard to make a comeback. You know, Dean Ferris is one of the best in motocross to come out of Oz and from the GPs to do his own thing in America and, and, and doing well. But it's a long road before a comeback. Um, and these guys are going faster. It's, there's nothing doubt about it. So I think Dean got his plate, his short collarbone plated um, this week and is on the mend. So that should be about four weeks. But the season's coming up quick. So hopefully Dean can get back into uh, shape. He's a very fit guy and trains in sand a lot in, uh, in Karunga or, gosh, Karalbin, uh, I believe. I don't know. I'm not that familiar with these little suburbs yet, but just on the other side of the border in New South Wales, he's doing a lot of uh, training there. So get well, Dean Ferris. We need you at those races. It would be nice to see you battling with everyone again. Myself, I joined Corey Creed, Dan Reardon, and the rest of the crew at uh, the McDoin Speedway for the Darcy Ward uh, flat track. Wow, that was a fun event. I've not done flat track until I moved to Oz, and doing it on a 125 with a – Flat track tire, motocross front is such a fun thing. We're launching the uh, kind of a little vlog from the recap of it from there. Check it out. It's on the MX Store YouTube. The link will be in the description on uh, the bio of this YouTube podcast. So check it out. And, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, I got my ass kicked. I didn't do quite well at that event. I just struggled with the fact that I couldn't get comfy. I did a long week of tent camping and going to work each day with the family down at Tell Budger Creek. But I recommend getting out there. If you can get to these 125 races on with a flat track, Corey Creek kind of put this together. He's the mastermind behind all these 125 things. And uh, supporting Darcy Ward, world champion, um, flat tracker that had an unfortunate spinal cord injury, 
packed house. Those speedway guys are amazing. The sidecars are just sketchy. And we had a good time. I think um, one of the local the local dudes, let me figure out who that is. Let me search Instagram real quick. It was um, the one of the local hot shoes, Young Grom, um, that took the dub. Um, he was uh, just an absolute weapon. Um, um, yeah, Chisholm, Chisholm Wheel. Wheel, sorry, buddy. I'm messing your name. Sean Wheel, C H Sean Sean Wheel, C Y S H A N Wheel. This dude is a weapon. He is so fast, um, and uh, I recommend uh, checking that out. He's a he's a good kid, super fast. He's on an older like 2010 KTM 125, no linkage. He has the rest set up, no linkage. The, the rising rate's really dead. He's at a lowered, um, really badass flat tracker. And uh, I'm on the new gas gas, and all those boys are on new bikes, but I didn't touch my bike, so I'll forget to set it back. My bike's moving around and sketchy as hell, but it's all about having fun. Um, like I said, I got one from like, I got fifth one moto, and I was in second last moto, and went second to six, but honestly, I, you just have a blast um, in doing it. It's just new. You're learning each lap. You have to commit, and I wasn't committing, and I wasn't learning, obviously, last weekend, but... Thanks, Corey Creed, um, MX4 crew, um, Darcy Ward for giving us a home to do that at McDoing Speedway. I think the uh, there's a big one this weekend at back at um, at Brisbane Speedway for another big flat tracker. It's uh, the boys are going out to do some some damage. Blake Cobbin from MX Store, Corey Creed, um, and and it's it's a legit one. So you know the flat tracker is racing the 125. So. They'll be back there. Um, I'm going to go and race my mountain bike and take the Sniper T Intense Cycles bike out to Narang Forest for a uh, mount, XC mountain bike race. Meet my homie Stu Cali, Bobby Blinko, and Aiden De Jager out there. And, and I'm getting back in shape. Like I said, I've lost like 10 pounds and I'm feeling better. I'm feeling fit, getting back to my old self. So I look forward to kind of seeing where I'm at. Um, I've been riding with uh, Jenna Slavin um, from work. She's an, a weapon. You could see her on Wreckers and Checkers and her bike builds. So it's been um, good to have a crew that's been holding me accountable. I did uh, six, uh, about 40 miles with her yesterday morning before work, 5 a.m. And then, uh, yeah, today I'm going to go and do a run. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on it. Six, six weeks straight with activity a day, keep building that base. Um, I encourage everyone to stay healthy um, and get back to their best self or be their new best self because it feels good to, to, to be active and, and, you know, balancing family life and hobbies and, and just your personal wellness. But, you know, lots going on, guys. Uh, getting ready for Cannonball. Um, Cannonball Festival down in uh, um, Southern Australia at, where is this? The dang... It's it's in a snowfield down down south. Gosh, let me pull that up. That is a Cannonball Festival in holy cow in New South Wales. It's Threadbow. Gosh, there we go. Threadbow. So I'll be seeing going to Threadbow in February for that. That's a big race, kind of like a sea otter. Um, Lusty's got me dialed in with some new Crank Brother stuff. Max's tires. Um, yeah, just dialing my stuff in, getting in the rhythm. Um, 
We've nailed down some 125 cup triple crown stuff that we'll be announcing here very soon up on the Gold Cup up in Queensland. And uh, the arena cross starts in two weeks down in Sid uh, down south as well in Victoria. So lots of things are starting to get back racing. I'm excited to see where all this plays out, what I can personally balance to race in and not race in um, and give my time to my sons playing soccer and Mason likes to moto. So just staying busy. Like I said, that's what I call it my two life. I'm an enthusiast like you guys listening. Um, but let's just recap it, right? We got Supercross, we got um, Barsha Red Plate, Ando, Jason Anderson in second. Um, you got, you know, just these guys crushing it. You have Lights, Christian Craig in the absolute driver's seat with Lawrence and Haymaker falling up the rear. We have the Oz, Oz Motocross Series getting ready to start here soon. Um, I'll show you an off-road series. Um, Transmoto, lots of just good things, 125 cups. So let's just uh, leave it at that. We're getting back to normal, man. The, the borders are open here in Queensland, and I get to travel to the States and when it, I need to. As of now, I don't want to go. I'm pretty pretty happy with my life here in Queensland, Australia. If an opportunity arises, I will definitely take it. But right now I need to keep doing my thing, exploring riding my bicycle on my dirt bike and uh, being present for my family so until then praying for all my close homies with um that were even closer to ryan fedora than me playing praying for ryan's family ryan's girlfriend that was injured um while in the crash and ryan i'll miss you i'll uh cherish those times we had together and until then thanks for tuning in the my two life podcast peace